Allie, thank you so much for joining us on Intuition, Your First Sense. I'm grateful. I have always said to my peeps, if I don't know about something, I will go get the people that do. And I feel like that's what today is going to be about. It is intuitively, which works because that's what I do. But um, I feel like there's going to be, I've already gotten so much information before I even hit record people. So <laughs> this is going to be a lot of fun. So thank you for joining us. Really happy to be here. <laughs> Good. We'll, we'll have fun. It's a little all over the place with me a lot of the times, but it usually ends up being fun. I did the little intro, but I always like to hear from the people who are walking around in themselves. Like, who are you? What you doing? What you like? I like the way you asked that. Everybody's always like, what did you do? And tell me about your spiritual awakening. And you're like, what's it like to be walking around inside of you? My fifth grade English teacher or my sixth grade English teacher wrote in my little autograph book. You remember you used to have those little autograph books. He wrote, Hallie, you have such a zest for life. And I remember reading that and thinking that's going to be me always. That's my choice. Like that's that. And that is how I show up. I am like, I, I am the person who doesn't just stop to smell the roses. I will plant them so that I have roses to stop and smell. And I like ever since my spiritual awakening, see, I told you we'd be talking about that immediately. Um, I, I feel like I'm grateful for every breath. So um, my girlfriend actually bought me a, uh, a little silver statue thing that ha that like sits on a table and it says so grateful with like eight o's and it's because i open all my prayers whenever like we sit down to the table to you know to have a family meal i insist that we like pray in like i do for sessions and um and and i always start the sessions so grateful i always start the prayers so grateful because i feel like every breath i am just in such gratitude for being alive and so that is what it's like to walk around in my skin there i love know. that because i i feel like there aren't many people that get what it's like to walk around in my skin uh you know people have said to me are you always this happy and i'm like well i'm grateful i'm not always this happy like stuff happens but i am grateful and how come spell check doesn't realize that aos work after an s like it always puts the little line under it and i'm like no so is a word <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can maybe we can like champion them to to add yeah. My, my autocorrect, I swear to God, my autocorrect, if I type a third uh, or a second O, it automatically tries to autocorrect it to like five O's. And I'm like, oh, thank you. You get me. Good. We are, we are in sync. Uh, it, it is true that that, gra that gratitude is something that I think can be inherent. It doesn't, it can be installed. Even I think like you said mm. that after your your spiritual awakening, um, which you now you have to share with us because we open it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there are often those pivotal moments that happen, and we might not be able to name them. Yes, there are ones like you're going to share with us, but I think it's important for people to recognize that it's not always this big club over the head. Sometimes it's a collective, mm. right? Like there's, I'm, I, mm -hmm. I had a really good day. It's so cute. Like just literally 20 seconds ago, 30 birds landed on my balcony and they're all so happy because there's food out there and the sun's out. And it's like a moment of that where you're like that, that's what we're talking about. You know, that, like that, yeah. that's yeah. the moment that, I feel like when you say breath is really there. So, um, and, and helping people to understand this is, this is possible. Well, 
what about that spiritual awakening? You can't leave us hanging. <laughs> what happened? Um, which one do you want to hear about? So I've actually had two big ones. So you're right about what you said about like the, the clubbed over the head moments versus the like, you know, what I would call like our evolution, right? Like they say for women, especially that, um, that we have a tendency to overestimate what we can get done in a year and underestimate what we can get done in 10 years. So I found that very interesting because I feel like we do have these little tiny moments and so many of them that like lead up to the big ones. And so um, uh, I have a piece on my wall over here. It says forever is composed of nows. And it is, it's like all those mini moments that lead up to your, you know, are, are your life. So um, I was an atheist until I was in my mid thirties and um, I was raised an atheist and uh, being an atheist caused me panic attacks, but you also couldn't logic me into God. And um, when I went to Egypt for the first time, I had this just enormous shift that happened in like one breath. You know, we are all one breath away from enlightenment. The question mm -hmm. is which breath um, I heard Reverend Michael Beckwith uh, from Agape say that, but there could have been, you know, other people could have said that as well. But I've always just taken that to heart, like, like, give me that breath, give me that breath. And that moment, which all those other moments of my life led up to that moment, it was like I got God in my soul and woke up to the fact that I had a soul for the first time, because what I heard in that moment was you have a soul and you will never die. But I heard it on mm -hmm. my cells. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So that was, that was the big, big, big uh, like call for me. And, um, and that led to eventually another spiritual awakening fast forward, like another, I don't know, 15 years where I was, um, leading tours by then because I my spiritual awakening happened in Egypt. I started a spiritual travel business and, and ran spiritual tours with my beloved, um, a guy that I thought I was going to stay with like the rest of my life. And then um, about 15 years later, I was in um, Bali leading like my 10th Eat, Pray, Love tour because that was my like, yes. that was the big thing. Then I was leading Eat, Pray, Love tours. And this woman came on the trip and just kind of blew me out of the water and I ended up leaving him and moving 3,000 miles across the country to live with her. And that was like, I, I call that my spiritual awakening around love. And it wasn't just like I was, I was codependently and incandescently mm -hmm. in love with him. Mm -hmm. So it was about like us as a couple, right? And so this spiritual awakening around love wasn't just around falling in love with her. It was also around falling in love with myself. And that was the big shift. And so now um, that's what led to my coaching. That's what led to me like becoming a sovereign entity, which is a very different thing than before where I was the woman behind the man. And I was, you know, a spirit said to me, as I was thinking about leaving, like you can stay, but you're going to stay small. And that's a choice. Like everything's always a choice for us. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's that. Now, you know, like the last, like uh, all of my adult life in like a oh, nutshell. Very concise. Go. Thank you. Uh, it, and it is about those, I call them micro movements and I'll say those micro movements matter. You know, it's the three M they just, yeah. so that you had that opening, you had that awareness and even felt 
through every layer of your being, physical and non-physical, that breath, but every moment, even every moment of unfulfillment before that led up to that moment because some, I feel like something inside of you was like, <laughs> match my spirit with my human experience. Like, let's meet it up. If I'm willing to walk through this, give me the courage, the awareness, the message, the knowledge, it's probably all of it thrown into one, that, okay, let's do this thing, which is what I often say. <laughs> all right, I don't really know what the heck you're asking of me, but let's do this thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish that I had been that self-aware of any of the pieces that you just outlined, but you're, you know, stumbling toward ecstasy is kind of the phrase that comes to mind because the ecstasy occurred, but, but it was, I mean, I was absolutely a seeker, but I was like, I was seeking with a blindfold on in the dark. And, you know, after the spiritual awakening, I started going to people and asking them like, well, okay, this thing happened to me now what? And then it was like, all my teachers, my angels started showing up Mm -hmm. like here, read this book here, you know, look at this piece of information. I mean, it was before the internet had like just come out. And so one of the things that happened that was, is kind of related to the awakening. It it wasn't what happened to me, but it was what happened to my partner on the same trip. Um, He had a spiritual awakening of his own around the flower of life. And so we were able to go back to um, the States and look up on the very nascent Mm -hmm. internet um, flower of life, and then go get flower of life training from a guy named Drunvalo Melchizedek, who also had just written a book about the flower of life. So there was like stuff that was available for me to, you know, to go down my rabbit holes. Um, but so all of the angels just kind of like would show up and, and say like, here, do this, or here, go here next or whatever. And, and so there were, there were many gifts afterwards, but beforehand it was I was definitely groping around in the dark going, help me, help me. I want to wake up, but I don't know how. And yeah. Personally, I similar experiences. And I think for a lot of people, especially women, where there's a tendency to, uh, you know, put others first, or there's been a message of remain small. I, that retrospective, I, to me, it's kind of like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, you know, <laughs> sometimes it can be even, I, well, I can't say, if is it more fun? I don't know. I didn't have the other experience where I knew things before I got here uh, or cognitively knew things. The, in that retrospect, I mean, you guide people, you work with people individually. Isn't it so powerful to be sitting there watching them go, oh, oh, uh, ah, uh, yeah, huh, that was there all along. And then there's just this, this clicking in, you know, or this joining up of self with soul that's very powerful. And I, I really believe that some of those experiences we walk through, we have to in order to be the container, to hold the information. I think even to be brave enough to say, okie dokie, um, you know, what is this that's becoming of me or that I'm learning about me. So knowing ahead of time, it's like when people say all that time to me, I don't know what my purpose is. I'm like, congratulations. This is going to be so much fun Um, because we might find that your purpose is you have the best smile, go smile. Like, you know, it's not always this great 
grandiose, you know, lights come on and sparkles happen. So I used to do spirit sessions. That's what we called them with my ex. Um, I hypnotized him one time to get rid of jet lag and this group called the White Lodge showed up. Well, they didn't tell me there was a white lodge for like a year. And so um, I was like, what do you, you know, once I figured out it wasn't him and like, what the heck? Because this was before I had any experience with channeling whatsoever. I was like, um, yeah. who are you? And who, like, t- so for a year, it's who are you? And they were like, finally, they were like, well, you can call us whatever you would like. And I'm like, so Fred? And they said, yes. And so for like a year, I called them Fred. And then finally, they told me they were the White Lodge. And then again, now I'm like on the internet. And it turns out like you can Google, they have a Wikipedia entry and everything. And, you know, and that's kind of crazy, because when you don't know who they are, and your partner doesn't know who they are, and then they yeah. show up anyway, then it's like kind of confirmation. But anyway, the White Lodge, people would come to these spirit sessions and and um, and the White Lodge would show up and they would say, people were always saying like, what have I come here to be? And what people were actually asking is, what have I come here to do? And spirit's answer was basically like, right. we don't care. Like you have come here to be and to be in joy. And that's your job. Yes. Yes. It It's yeah. absolutely, because that's the joy that I think the, frequency of the soul is joy like and, it, and if we don't start to really appreciate <laughs> the hilarity of being human like think no, of yeah. all the space i won't say time but the space missed in experiencing that joy and you know in conjunction with being able to walk around and go where we want to go kind of stuff so there's this mixture that comes in and i love that there's a universal message. I, I really want people to hear because so much, it doesn't get talked about a lot, but in the coaching, in self-help, in this kind of, there's such a competitiveness that I've never understood because I'm like, aren't we all moving and, and wanting the same thing? Well, I have learned that, no, that's not the case, but <laughs> it's very um, exciting. You can hear it in my voice to me that this is what has come to other people where other people are living and stuff, because I'll tell you for a long time, I felt like I was the only one saying, no, we can really love this process. We can embrace our goddess self. And I'll be honest, when I first heard goddess in nineties and late, I I was like, Oh my God, like, Oh Uh my God, I can't Uh do goddess because it did go a little too wooey for me. And then I said, yeah, okay, yeah. step out of your ego, Vicki, sit down and feel this, like feel what goddess above, mm-hmm. like metahuman, <laughs> like, come, come above the, the humanness um, to feel what that is, because you don't have to be female to embrace your goddessness, I don't think. Um, but I, I love that this is some of the premise of the work and why I said, get her on here, because I want to hear, <laughs> and because I love that you have practicality, you're grounded, like you, you're leading and helping people to feel this in a way that's, I feel balanced in, yep. Mm, like that's here's, interesting. Here's, yeah. your, yeah. here's your spiritual, here's your intuitive abilities, here's your here's your soul self and here's your human self and let's bring joy and fun and, you know, just a lot of spirit into this. So tell us, please tell us about your 
um, I am going to say perspective, like your understanding or your belief in the goddess work. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I came to that work last like of, of, I've been coaching full-time for about six years now. And I was coaching on my tours for about seven years before I ever got a paid client. Like they paid to come on my trips, but then they got like the coaching for free. So it's been a minute. And, um, and so when I had my spiritual awakening, I went home and I couldn't say the word God. I called it the G word for a long time because I hadn't believed in it for so long. And notice I say it, not him or her, because for me, God is a, is a, is a like bigger, is the thing that is bigger than all of us. And the thing that encompasses all of us, like the concept, it's all good. It's all God. I, I mean, I really resonate with that. So inside of that structure of everything is spirit, right? And then we are wearing our meat suits, walking around, like that's how we're having our human experience, right? We've put on the, our souls have put on the meat suit. And I always say that because it sounds really irreverent and kind of like a little gross. And it, so that, you know, like you said, it's like the, you know, the, the entertainment part of the human condition. Um, so then there's this balance of masculine and feminine inside each of us. Now, the outside world is a patriarchy. And the reason it's a patriarchy is that men have been making the rules and telling women who they couldn't be for thousands of years, like through the last two um, ages in, um, uh, in astrology, it's been a man's world first and a woman's world, not at all. And when you look back over how many women have literally been erased physically, mentally, spiritually from history, all of the above, it's phenomenal. And the person I'm thinking about right now, just as an example, is Hypatia, um, who was a Greek philosopher. My God, what if she was a Roman philosopher? It was in Alexandria in uh, like, you know, like the early ADs. And she was a very powerful woman. The movie Agora um, is, is about her life. Um, so if you get a chance to see that, it's, it's really awesome. But Anyway, the problem with Hypatia was she was an astronomer and she was a professor and she was a teacher and she was a powerhouse independently. And the only reason we know about her these days is that other male philosophers wrote about her after she was dead. They flayed her skin from her body and her, they, they took the grossest thing. They took oyster shells and flayed the meat from her bones. And then they buried her bones separately after killing her, by the way, like dragging her out of where she was teaching and killing her. Why did they do that? Because she was a threat because she had her own opinions, but they were what the, the other philosophers have written about her is basically that she was the most gifted astronomer and, and, and teacher of her generation. And so they were writing in awe of her work, and then then mm. then she was killed, uh, and it was it, it it was a later period because she was killed by some of the early Christians. Talk about that turn the other cheek thing. No, they were the eye for an eye Christians. Anyway, it was an ugly situation, but it is very typical of how much how badly men wanted to erase women. So there's this exterior piece of this. It's about the patriarchy wanting the wanting women to like not have a place in the world. And that has nothing to do with masculine and feminine inside of exactly. each of us. Inside of each of us, there is a male and a female 
energy, the yin and the yang, right? And just as the yin and the yang is actually a really fun um, fun image because it's like those two kind of curved teardrops mm -hmm. that fit together. Inside of each side of the teardrop is the opposite color. There's a dot of the opposite side. So the black has the white in it and the white has a drop of the black in it. And then they, they fit together. These two teardrops are curved into a circle and they fit together perfectly. They nest perfectly. And that is who we are, each of us as individuals. So when a man's like, you know, thinking about like big macho guy or whatever, when he's like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm a big macho guy. I don't have any feminine in me. He's just not recognizing the inherent pieces of himself. And the same thing with, the, with a woman. Now, in a woman's case, especially a woman who's an, I mean, I work with so many entrepreneurs and women who are in like, you know, high level business positions. And we are trying desperately to be inside of a masculine environment with our feminine selves, often being told you know, for example, I, I talked to a high level corporate woman. I'll never forget the story. She was in a, a business meeting and she said, well, my intuition is telling me. And afterwards, her, her male boss said to her, never use that word in a meeting again. And it's like, and this is not, this is like in, in this century, right? Like who does that? But we, uh, there's still like so many pieces to overcome on, again, on the outside. What I think makes the most sense to me as far as the goddess work goes is, look, the creative piece and the receiving piece are the realm of the feminine, the sacred divine feminine. And the realm of the masculine is the structural piece and the action taking, right? So the, the feminine is the creating and the masculine is the doing. And that's why I love the idea of the... Um, you know, the knights of the round table, what did they, you know, what, what would the knight do? The knight would do the lady's bidding. That was the knight's job was to experience, like to go out and be in doing the, the deed in the world for his queen or for his lady. And so again, that's the masculine and the feminine. And I love that. I feel like when we can let those pieces of us be inside of us and and honor them equally that's when the yin and the yang create the balance and that's when we can be the most happy and for me i mean 30 years in business got a lot of that masculine stuff doing my best like my word for the year this year is receive and i and i am just shifting into that like it's my job to be and it's it's not my job to like struggle through something or like, you know, rough through taking that action because that's the masculine approach. And while it's how I used to live my life, it's also not as easy or as fun, right? More joy when you have the feminine side of it. I see that a lot in, in the clients that I work with, because I also work with a lot of, you know, high level entrepreneurs, CEOs, executives, and yeah, I'll, I'll, part of the safe space for me is, no, when you're here, you're the whole being. Let's just, I know there that that happens, the shush, don't say it, you know, that kind of thing. But if we can have you hold all of that within you, I, I do believe it gets like emitted. Like it, it literally gets transmitted even to other people. So helping individuals understand first, because we do have brains 
um, understanding that, oh yeah, it does feel pretty cool to allow all of me. It's like, you're not ignoring a part of you any longer. You're saying, okay, all of you in here, like, <laughs> let's just get together. Masculine, feminine, physical, non-physical, there's a lot in here. Um, and I feel like the more we learn about this, the more we embrace the fact that yes, we do have this external world that we have to respond to, hopefully not react, but respond to, and to do our part to help guide it along. And we have this amazing ability to see well, what is it about me when I'm all balanced and how can I help create that and create the ripple effect, right? So I guess I, I, don't know, I see so much that sadness or even that overcompensating side when the knowledge is simply not there that you have all of this. Can we just hear from it? Like, let's hear from that feminine side. I remember the first time <laughs> I was working with my spirit guides and so, and I'm learning new ones all the time because they're always there. And I had one and she was so subtle and I'm you probably tell from my personality. I'm a bit like, let's get her done. And I could feel her and I'm like, Oh, girl, you're going to have to speak up because I don't know. And I'm ordering a spirit guide around, right? I'm like, I don't know. That's just not going to work for me. And then I'm like, Vicki, <laughs> take a chill pill for a minute and be grateful that she's even willing to talk to you. And it Perhaps you were able to help her find her voice. You know, uh, I mean, that's like a lot of what work we get called to do these days. Maybe you were helping. I her like find to think so. I do think it's um, it. Uh, uh, no, away, by no, the way? she didn't, because I truly okay. know that her role is to help me. Like you were saying, you were saying to be in the receiving to admit that I can't do it all myself, um, that I don't even want to do it all myself anymore, uh, or that I don't know something, you know, because conditioning gets in there too. We have this wiring from soul level, and then there is the conditioning of patriarchal, and then there's our family. And so there's a lot to unravel sometimes. And I think there's also a brilliance in embracing the fact that oh yeah, I do have this energy within me that perhaps if we had different labels, we wouldn't have such a problem with it if we didn't call it feminine and masculine. Um, but like, I like the way you delineated it, that perhaps if we just said this stuff's in here, how can I embrace it, invite it, allow it within myself and then see what I want to do with it? You know, even want to do, oh no, she's still working with me. <laughs> You know, that makes me think about something that I like to share with people. Um, there's, you know, the, you know, the expression that which we resist persists, right? So I feel like for a lot of people, it's just a matter of, of making sure that they are aware that while they're saying no to those parts of themselves that they fear or that they're ashamed of or that they don't like or that they don't think belong in them. Um, that they're resisting them and that in that resistance, the things that they're trying to, that the, the pieces of themselves that are trying to protect them, which is all the negative parts, the fear, the anger, the doubt, the whatever is actually mm -hmm. just trying to protect you from having to go through pain. And so when you welcome the feelings in, when you allow the feelings, when you allow them like to wash over you like a wave, instead of trying to stand tall and tough against the tide, uh, which is exhausting, 
uh, then the then the feeling just wash over and through you, and then it's it's gone pretty quickly. You know, like you like you don't want to cry, and you don't want to cry, and you don't want to cry. But after you've cried, you're like, oh, I actually feel better. But you could have just like cried three days ago, and it would have been done with, and you would have had three days where you were back into joy again, instead of like, I don't want to, I don't want to. So I, I feel like that's something that that maybe is helpful because everything you said makes so much sense. I just feel like it can be it can be shifted more easily when there isn't that I resistance. I agree so much. I often say, you know, emotions, energy, and motion. Like, let can we just honor them? Mm-hmm. Let them be there. And this is, you know, through my own learning that they're not going to kill you. You'll be fine. You're likely not to get stuck in an emotion. Um, And if you are, there's something resisting and just get excited about looking at it. You know, it's like a treasure hunt. Oh, that's showing up for me. Okie dokie. How can I, yeah, I think efficiency is fun. Um, How can I be efficient here and see what shows up and what message is there for me, for me, for them. Uh, So you have, Little Birdie told me that you have a show coming up. Uh, not the ones on the balcony. They don't talk very much. They just come, just come for food along with the squirrels. Um, so you have a, a show coming up, uh, Your Goddess Awakened, that's going to be available, YouTube podcast and, and all of that. What is that? Because I people need this. So what is it? Obviously, that's why you're doing it. Well, thank you. Um, it's part of... The service. Um, but what is it? I'm curious. Uh, well, the um, the show is about to launch, um, so I'm really excited about it. And it comes out of my desire to kind of have a bigger platform where I can help women, especially, get into alignment with themselves kind of at a, in a bigger way. But I will be doing um, some guests for women who do like goddess type of work. Um, I've already actually recorded several of those guest episodes. So, um, you know, the idea is again, to help women like get more in alignment with their sacred divine feminine, get excited about working with that, get excited about receiving and allowing more so that there doesn't have to be that struggle. And then there are episodes that are going to be um, just kind of like goddess tips and wisdom from my personal experience with coaching and with clients. And then I'm doing like one episode a month, I'm going to be doing trauma clearing. Um, That is actually one of my specialties as far as like spirit has given me, I've downloaded like all these different things where like, I don't care how bad the trauma is and I don't care how old it is. And I don't care how long you've suffered with it. I mean, I'm at the point now where it's very rare that we can't just really get to that bottom layer of the onion and clear it out completely inside of a single hour. So I am doing uh, over the next year, I'll be doing a dozen of those episodes with women where we're just doing full on trauma clearing um, with them. Um, And I've recorded a few of those episodes. And I mean, it's just been, it's been amazing. Might sound wrong to be excited about trauma clearing, but it's, it's (laughs) one of the areas that I'm passionate about, and I don't see it use that word a lot um, because it can be cleared. And if you have someone who's yeah. willing to go in there with you, kind of fearlessly, um, and with the help of spirit, and with the the headlamp, you know, sometimes feels like a great big old. <laughs> there have been some because it's one of my it's it's one of my joys. It really is to help someone realize that they don't have to be imprisoned by their trauma anymore. 
And sometimes it is like that light at the airport when it's really foggy, like you need that puppy. <laughs> it's not just a flashlight or a headlamp. We need to go get that one from the airport. I happen to live near one. I was driving home one day and I'm like, oh, that's what I need. I, I need that light. Um, because when it's not in there as the identification of the person, right? And I, I really hope people can hear this, that you're not your trauma. And, and when it's heard and when it's witnessed and when those neural pathways are moved, like there's just this opening and then allowing spirit to be part of this and realizing you are that, that contribution to the God energy. I, people can't see me, but I was smiling when you said that because I have, I was actually raised, wasn't raised atheist. I was raised get over there and do it yourself if you want something. Um, <laughs> so I took myself to Bible school because I'm like, I don't know what this is, but my friends seem to have fun at Sunday school, so I'm going to go. And then I was like, nah, 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 this isn't for me. Um, but much later on in life, when somebody, I was working with a lot of clergy members, didn't know they could get in trouble for that, but I was working with a lot of them. And they asked me, what's your and what's your perception of what's your feeling of God? And I said, you know, you know how they used to show us those pictures of the Milky Way? I said, that's what it feels like to me. And it's this great, big, amazing collection of knowledge and intelligence. And yet each one of us is contributing to those blinky lights that make up the, the Milky Way. I said, that's how I feel in my essence when someone says God, and I'm grateful I had no background. Like I have friends who were raised in other religions and they, they actually make fun of me. So it's a lot of fun that, well, you didn't have to work through anything. And I'm like, I know it's kind of cool, <laughs> but this, like, yeah. I want everyone walking around with that feeling inside of them. They, however it is for them, like yes. however it shows up for you. I'm not going to say you have to feel yeah. my Milky Way because <laughs> you know? that just sounds ridiculous. But think about that though. So for, you know, what's the difference though between somebody who has the Milky Way inside of them and somebody who wakes up every morning and thinks, oh God, let me just yeah. get through today. Think about the distance between those two places. And, and to me, you know, everything is a choice, but it's also the way we're wired chemically. You know, that's a part of it. And, you know, I love Joe Dispenza's work because he spends so much time sharing with us how we can unwire and rewire so the chemicals are different. And I think that's like, like I'm studying a lot of his stuff right now because I'm always into the brain science behind like stuff that I download. I'm like, oh, really? That? Okay, let's find out more about that. Thanks, Spirit. Now I'll go like, because my, my logical brain wants to know what's going on too. But I feel like there are things, there's always a solution. But imagine, you know, like if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, I'm one of those people who's like, God, I just let me get through today. It's, you know, you have a choice and there is another way. And that other way can be something that, you know, you are going to be so much happier to be alive and so much happier to be on the planet. Again, it comes back to, you know, spirit wants you to be and to be in joy and that that's possible for you to be. Yeah, and that spirit again. is your spirit as well. So it's not an, another external force. It's your own soul that 
gets to have every conversation with spirit. Um, so it's had this download, its entire vibration. So have we, you know, so have you. It's and and to have that knowing, and I think sometimes you make a great point that sometimes people show up and listen to these shows and they're like, oh, they just showed up. Oh, they just waved a wand or, you know, and I'm like, no. <laughs> um, and that's why I actually have been a very open book, much, much to the consternation of some of my family members. But I think it's important to say, hey, yeah, this stuff exists. Trauma exists. Abuse exists. Horrible situations exist. And it's part, it can become part of the wiring and it, it does alter your chemistry and not, but, and there are ways to shift it. Do you want to do that? Cause if you do, hi, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, here's her, here's her contact information too. Um, I love this topic. I so love this topic. Uh, and I'm so it, it, grateful, so grateful that you had time to share with me. Um, <laughs> but I'm so grateful. Wait, let's be so okay. Okay, <laughs> autocorrect. Get it together. Um, and really, because I do feel like the more that we share and help people to understand, that's why I started the podcast. Because I was like, this stuff's got to be out there. It's got to be accessible. It's got to be free. You know, I just, I could scream it from my balcony, but my neighbors probably wouldn't like it. Um, So that's part of, I feel like spirit driving some of us to say, come on, let's just take your zest for life and get out there and sprinkle a little bit that around. So how do people find you? Uh, Really, the best way is HallieEvelyn.com, my website. And I actually have a gift on there uh, that is really cool called Three Keys to Slay Your Inner Critic. So you know that like little voice that's inside of our heads all the time that is like a little voice that goes, you suck or you're an idiot or whatever that's getting in your way and preventing you from doing all the big things that you want to do. That's what three keys to slay your inner critic is for. So that is a gift for everybody on how wonderful. And I will put links in the show notes and everything and the social media posts. And it's, if those of you want to go right now while you're on your phone, it's H A L L E E A V E L Y N.com. Just because yes. my name gets spelled and uh, incorrectly all the time, and I'm like, oh no, we're laying this down for them, uh, so they can. Go. Of course, now you have to rewind and go back and listen. But anyway, you you can. So, thank you so much. I really have enjoyed this, and appreciate your. Um, it always sounds so condescending to say this, but I really do appreciate the bravery and the courage and everything that you're doing to step out there with the work. It's not like you're proving it's coming from spirit when I say that. You know that. <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm so, so grateful. And I think a lot of us women are getting the call right now to do this, you know, to help others, to uplift each other. Um, you know, there's a, there's a big shift energetically in the world right now. And so this time that we're, that we're talking like this and we're, you know, if, if like one person's life changes because of this conversation today, but, and yet so many of our lives are changing so quickly right now because there's this is this is like the time we're all getting the call yeah. at the well, same time. Well, we've been time. preparing, I think, 
Um, you know, to your point of six years and then seven years before that, and we've been coaching for 20 years, you know, plus the reading. It, it is, the openings are here, the energy is fast. Um, so we, we absolutely get to be part of it. And I think that's pretty amazing too. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. We'll have you back. Thank you. Thank you so much, Vicki. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. I'm so grateful to have you here. It's like a gift to me every week. And speaking of gifts, did you know that you can purchase gift certificates on my website, vickybaird.com, for yourself, for others? You can purchase coaching packages and gift those out. So please head on over to vickybaird.com and purchase your electronic gift certificates.